for the bin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars News Podcast. I'm Ben Vatabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And... We're just going to listen to the clips. Um, now that we've got this endgame ugliness out of the way. Endgame ugliness. Well, the endgame is done. It's the ended. En- <laughs> it's over. By the way. Yeah, yeah. With another trailer for another film. Spider-Man. Is it? Oh, I haven't seen that. Well, yeah. There's a new Spider-Man trailer, and uh, which, uh, which uh, features Peter Parker himself, the actor, uh, <laughs> speaking in his homeland uh, accent, which it turns out to be England. Uh, did you know that actor who plays yeah, Spider-Man? Yeah, he, he was Billy Elliot in the film Billy oh, Elliot. I forgot. Like, I that's, forgo- yeah. that's how long he's been around, that guy. I didn't. I forgot, like, you know. Yeah, anyway, Tom Holland. Wow, so he wears tights in every role. <laughs> he, uh, he, they, the trailer starts with him going, do not, hello, mate. No, he doesn't do that. That's, what <laughs> is that? that no, that's Australian. G'day. G'day, no, mate. Knife, you spoony. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knife. <laughs> anyway, um, so he starts off and uh, and uh, he says, "Do not watch this if you haven't seen Endgame." And I have seen it, so I watched it and uh, just basically calling Endgame Endgame when you have a movie that essentially picks up where it left off. Um, it's kind of funny. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, so I I thought like it seems like now two weeks out from the release of Endgame that all bets are off as far as spoilers are concerned. Yeah. I was going through YouTube kind of videos with with Luke yesterday, and every single video that was up there about Avengers Endgame had spoilers, had absolutely awful, awful spoilers. So wow. And it's ones like even the thumbnail of the video oh. gives away a huge plot point. Like what? Yeah. What are you doing? How can you do that? Like these people are just awful. See, I haven't. Uh, I I have seen it, of course, but I still would not have been spoiled because I'm sort of, you know, once you get into the swing of trying to avoid spoilers for movies, it's not too hard to do. No, like no. you sort of figure it out as you go along. Yeah. I don't look at Flipboard, you know, <laughs> two weeks after until I've seen the movie. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's, right. that's a bad one. The algorithm spoils it. Yeah, that's you know, right. but uh, and and most I noticed of the stuff on Flipboard now is just like how much has Endgame made? It tends to fall into that category. Oh like yeah, the money, the yeah. money that Endgame is making. Just down, it just uh, you know dethroned Titanic as far as the biggest film of oh second. Now it's the second biggest film right. of all time uh, after uh, Avatar still. But I think it's going to surpass Avatar. It's it's probably going to if it keeps going. It's, gonna, it's, it's pretty close to Avatar as it is. I saw another article saying it's actually uh, the other distinction it has is being the largest drop off in uh, film history from week one to week two. But uh, and but the only reason it's the largest drop off in history is because it made the most amount of money in history right. in the first week. So it's kind of funny. Depend, depend from a certain point of view. There we go. As Ben Kenobi once said. Way to tie it back into Star Wars. So in other words, that's right. In other words. The Marvel film is a giant box office disappointment, <laughs> which Star Wars is sure to topple. Yes, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit later in the podcast about um, the new release dates that they've talked about, the next kind of chapter of the Star Wars saga, or whatever saga yeah. it is, because it's certainly not going to be the Skywalker saga. We'll talk about, of course, uh, Peter Mayhew uh, mm-hmm. passed away this week, and uh, and lots of great uh, tributes to him. Uh, but first, of course, we're going to start with our uh, favorite segment, This Week in Star Wars Clickbait. Oh, Jabba. What? How? <laughs> what are you talking about? Huh? What? Goodness gracious me. And actually, you know what I do now? To find, 
to find Star Wars clickbait, I go to fatherly.com because <laughs> I noticed that that's where most of these are coming from. And I just search Star Wars, and it, you can actually find a bunch of clickbaity headlines. Like, this is just what they do at fatherly.com. Well, so, we're going to be talking about the new Star Wars trilogy they just announced. And how many weeks of clickbait have we had on Star Wars goes on hiatus? Oh, no, I've not seen that. <laughs> oh, there's lots. Oh. There's like probably 30 articles about that that wow. I noticed popping up on Flipboard over the last couple of weeks. And then it was like in one tiny announcement, it basically shot all of those to hell. <laughs> Every single person who... I wonder if they wait. They wait till a good amount of, uh, of, uh, of outlets to put themselves out there by saying that stuff. Seems and then, like it. I don't think anybody cares nah. if they turn out to be wrong. That's the thing yeah. about clickbait is that nobody gives a crap. Just keep clicking. Just keep clicking. Yeah. So this headline says... Deep data reveals which Star Wars character is the biggest killer. So they someone compiled a bunch of data, 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 whatever you want to say. You say tomato um, about Star Wars, the, all the Star Wars films, and they taught, looked at, for example, how many droid characters there are versus how many female characters. How many do you think? Which which are, are there more of? Do you think at this point throughout the entire yeah throughout the entire series? Oh, that's tough. Droids I'd say th- I'd say a three three to one for droids. It's actually no, it's 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 not three to one. It's about so there's 118 droid characters and 86 female characters. Oh, but I mean that they're working on that. That's part of the issue with the original trilogy and all those early films. And that was not just an issue with Star Wars. It was an issue with Hollywood as a whole and just films uh, not having as many female characters. But they're absolutely addressing that. How many female characters are in this new movie? There's tons. In the new one, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Lando's daughter, right? Uh, Jana. <laughs> There's, there's Jana, Rose, there's Ray, there's uh, every every movie they're introducing new female characters. There's Carrie Russell. That's right. Yes, playing, playing herself. Playing, I believe. playing Ray's mom. Yeah, <laughs> That's we don't right. know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, so this. So who do you think is the biggest killer? Now here, I'm. I just have not had a chance to read the deadliest character. Um, who is who is directly murdered the most people in Star Wars? Huh. By direct action. Yeah, like it's but, not like. A, Oh well, if you count Luke blowing up a Death Star. Well, there's that. Yes, that's the thing. Like, Does that, that include? That's, no, we're talking about. So that's the deadliest character business is focusing on um, um, people who actually killed. So Darth Vader is the answer. Darth Vader is killed. Uh, oh, in, oh, like in on one to one combat. Yeah, took out three dark side followers and eight Jedi. That's uh, including his kills as Anakin. Um, this is actually an interesting article. I'll say just the clickbait. Yeah, wait a sec. This is the opposite of this week in clickbait. Yeah, sorry. This is actually turning into. This is actually good. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Now now we're the clickbait. That's right. We are the clickbait. Oops. We've become what we detest. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if we're talking about indirect murders, then uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, Luke Skywalker, and General Hux are the three top. So Grand Moff Tarkin, because he blew up Alderaan. Luke, because he blew up the Death Star. What did General Hux do? What What did he blow up? Oh, well, that solar system. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, absolutely. Thing. The thing that nobody understood in The Force they, Awakens. They fired off yeah. that giant, giant Death Star and killed a bunch of different stars. That's systems. the part where so, the whole audience went, oh, no, a bunch of people we've never met before. Just well, and it didn't, didn't look like much. It just no. looked like these big streaks yeah. in the sky. Like, they didn't even show us a close up of it or anything. Or even like, right. they could have humanized that a bit more by showing us like the city. And then, like, people looking up at the red light in the sky, and then boom, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, showing some real people behind that, but they didn't. I always thought that scene would be better. Remember lawn darts when we oh, were kids? Yeah, okay. of course. Lawn darts, oh, often, there such was a, a safe toy. Kids would play with them, and then there'd be a game at a certain point where you'd get bored with them, where you throw them straight up in the air, and everybody runs for their lives, because yeah. you know this thing's coming down somewhere. 
I th- always thought that that would have made Starkiller Base better, where the <laughs> shot comes up and then they're like, wow, look at that. And then it's just like, mm, just turns around, starts coming back at the planet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, run, run. <laughs> oh, that. Why, why doesn't anything ever misfire? Why doesn't anything ever uh, not work the way it's intended? Well, to? It, it not it does. And then like the, the Falcon never goes to light speed when it's supposed to. It always goes. Oh, that's rrr, true. Rrr, that's rrr, a good rrr, example rrr, of rrr, something rrr. that doesn't work. But that's that's because it's a piece of junk. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's like really the sunk of junk in is the, that galaxy. the only thing that doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's other stuff. There might be more. Yeah. I'm not thinking. Oh, yeah. The speeder. Uh, Anakin has problems with the speeder in the uh, in the pod race. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the emperor has E.D. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so there's a few things. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other interesting facts, and then we'll move on. So there are 1,606 Wookiee sounds in all the films combined, with Solo, a Star Wars story, having the most, of course. Wow. It's got, uh, Chewie's huh. got the most screen time in that one, um, which is interesting. Film with the most aliens? You want to hazard a guess? Most aliens in one of the, each. Any a of the New films. Hope. Nope. Phantom Menace. Think about that pod, ah. think about that pod race scene. It's just like of course. so many aliens. Um, the most droids? Ah... <laughs> uh. It's, uh, it's not the, the question. It's the cartoon the droids? No. No, think uh, about the worst scene in all of Star Wars. Your f- most hated scene that has a lot of droids. Uh, oh, the droid factory. Yeah, of course. So Attack of the Clones. Oh, is that? No, oh, sorry. Revenge What's of the that? Sith. It says Revenge of the Sith. Which one, What am I thinking of? No, no. Is that is the droid factory is an Attack of the Clones, isn't it? Yeah, it's Attack yeah, of the Clones. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong one. Oh, okay. Um, but I thought, the I answer thought is, that one was saying the it. The answer is Revenge of the Sith. And it's interesting. Here's another one. The most limbs lost with eight... In eight eight limbs are lost in Revenge of the Sith, but Vader actually loses five limbs across all the films all by himself because he keeps getting because <laughs> uh... he loses his hand twice. Um, he loses uh, he lost it as Anakin in a fight with Count Dooku, and then in a fight with with Luke in Return of the Jedi. So he lost his right hand twice. Well, one of those was Anakin who not well. Darth it's the Vader. same person. Anyway, well, this is interesting. So this has turned out to be not clickbait. It's turned out to be very interesting, and I will post this link on our social media so people can check this out. So it's kind of kind of cool breaking down the numbers of Star the Wars. clickbait that bit us. There we go. That's no moon. It's a space station. It's too big to be a space station. Very bad feeling about oh, this. It's pulling us in. Presence not felt He says he's found the main controls to the power beam that's holding the ship I want to go with this. It lies about a different path. Force will be with you always. Obi-Wan is here. I must face him alone. Another news story that that I thought was interesting in Star Wars is somebody released a um, reimagined fight scene between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader this week. Did you see that? No, I did not. It's really cool. Uh, How did they do it? Well, they did it with a combination of like CGI, actors in costume, um, and it's all really, really high end, really well done. Like it's, it looks like it should be in the movie. There's some from, from a New Hope. Yes, that scene. Okay. Yeah. So those, well, it's it's kind of an underwhelming scene, and we've you know we've t- gone to great lengths to explain why uh, Obi Wan just kind of gives up and and you know lets himself be killed. But this one reimagines it as an actual fight between the two of them going on over the course of uh, you know a few minutes, mm-hmm. and then they end up in the hangar where Luke sees him before he dies. But um, and they cut in footage from the original film as well, and they do do the thing where they put the face of like um, um, what's his name. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness over top of, like, you can tell it's a bit of CGI there. It doesn't always look super realistic. Mm. Like, I think if they had a higher budget, they could have done a better job of it. Mm. But it is still really cool to see how that could have happened. Yeah. If they'd had more money or time or budget. You know, it's, it's interesting that, that Lucas chose not to redo that scene 
that he he could have. Well, but I, I, I as I say, I don't think the, that's the point of that scene. The yeah. point is about they haven't seen each other in a long time, and they're having it's a conversation in which they're kind of uh, in which the lightsaber just makes sure nobody tries anything funny. But I think it's more about the conversation yeah. than it is about the giant fight. I, that's not the intent of that. This scene. is very. Much I don't a, think it ever was. This is very much in the spirit of like the Darth Vader scene from Rogue One, where he just kicks everyone's ass and. And Obi Wan is obviously very good as well, and he runs mm-hmm. around. He's much, much. He's very, very spry for a man of fifty-five or however, you know, however old he's supposed to be in A New Hope. Because oh yeah, his, yeah, yeah, he's in his late thirties, and then 20, 20 years later, eighteen years later. Well, as I said, it, the only explanation is the Tatooine sun. That's right. Exactly. Because uh, if you look at Uncle Owen, there was a similar issue. <laughs> That's right. Where he's like. I've got my whole life ahead of me in yeah. Revenge of the Sith. 18 then, years later, he's, he's looking awful. He's old and grizzled. That's right. He's like, that old hermit. Yeah. Don't listen to a word he says. You hear me? <laughs> I need your help this year, Luke. You can go to the Academy next year. Anyway. <laughs> That's right. You okay. can go to the Academy anytime, especially with this college admission scandal. <laughs> but it's scandal. a whole other season. Look, it's just one more season. I don't know. What are they saying again? It's a whole other year. Anyway. There's a lot. There's a big debate about uh, seasons. <laughs> How much time we talk? <laughs> about here yeah how much time right. what are we, what? and meanwhile it's and what we didn't know at the time was that owen is just going you don't want to join those evil evil bastards the empire because they're evil well he's also doesn't want you to join the rebellion he doesn't want you to do either Anything. one of those yeah things. he wants them to stay quiet on he's got some moisture evaporators that need a need a fixin'. that's right that's what he cares about <laughs> all right however how does uncle owen feel about the about the star destroyer and the rebel blockade runner in their atmosphere. How does he feel about that? Like, we sort of don't get a sense of that. Well, we don't ever see, like, in the original cut, there was a shot where Luke looks up and sees it in the sky. But I don't think we ever, that never made the final cut of the film. And so we don't ever know that that happened, that they were aware that that happened. Mm. Right? Hmm. If you look at those deleted scenes with the one where Luke's wearing the hat yeah, and that kind of stuff, I love you'll, that you'll, scene. you'll see that. You'll see he'll look up and you'll see the thing. Uh, and, and we have now since seen lots of examples of, of ships coming out of of uh, hyperspace in, like, you see it from the surface of the planet, like the, the Star Destroyer's coming in. It looks really cool. But, um, but yeah, we didn't see that in the first film. You must understand I need you here, Luke. But it's a whole other year. Look, it's only one more season. Yeah, she said when the bigs and tank left. Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. They've announced the next kind of batch of Star Wars films. So much for the hiatus, as we well, said. Well, there is. There will be a hiatus. There will be a two-year hiatus. Three years, really, I guess. Um, so we have um, Rise. Now, I keep getting the name wrong. Is it The, the, the Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. I always say Rise of the Skywalker. See, I used, <laughs> I had that problem, too, and then I just kept tell, hammering it into my head. The. It starts the with Rise the. of Skywalker. And, it, and the is only once. Right. So not and we're the talking Rise about, of the Skywalker. But, it's, but it seems like we're talking about a singular Skywalker. In my I don't opinion. know. Okay. Anyway, this the best Star Wars titles mean have double meanings. Yes, that's true. So, um, so that's coming out this December. We're just like seven months away, I think ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, after that, the next film will not be released until December of 2022. So three right. years, three years later. 2022, and what are the other two? Uh, and then after that, it's going to be every two years. So it's mm-hmm. 2024 and 2026. So they are really pulling back on this. They are not doing the every year. Like they did, right? They the an- realized that they oversaturated the market with Star Wars. The anthology films that have already come out are going to be weird curiosities in the future, I think, because uh, I don't think we'll see that again. I think that was a failed experiment? Yeah, I think so. I okay. think, well, no, that stuff will just go to Disney Plus from now on. Right. I don't necessarily think it was a failed experiment, but I think they were. that was De- Disney testing how much appetite on and on what basis 
Um, there is for Star Wars. They were trying I mean, to trying to see yeah. if they could go the Marvel route with it, right? right? Marvel of is course. two or three movies per year. People accept that. People eat it up uh, with like one big one, meaning the the end game or, or whatever. But um, and they thought they could do that with Star Wars, but they just can't. Well, I mean, yeah. When the last film comes out in December, we'll have the chat about how what happened in the new era of Star Wars. How did it all go down? This is like the end of phase one, basically. Right, right. How did it all go down? What worked? What didn't work? Then we'll know if, uh, you know, a few of the things that, that we've talked about, uh, whether they, you know, come to pass, whether those things that irritated us or don't irritate us anymore at the end or whether um, they find, a, you know, they wrap it up in a way that's befitting of all of the movies that have sort of led up to this point. And uh, what works and what doesn't work and where it should go moving forward. But I actually noticed, I tweeted out, uh, I think it was yesterday, New York Times had a roundtable discussion on the Avengers uh, and on Marvel films. Okay. And A.O. Scott was pre- was pretty critical about it, where he basically said none of the movies is totally satisfying because they don't want them to be totally satisfying because they want you to just, each movie's a trailer for the next movie. It's it's just basically like feeding into the desire that's never satiated, where you just keep going to these films, and they're decent films as far as those things go, but maybe they're not great cinema. Okay. I think that's sort of, and I, you know, and I think it's an. I'm glad somebody is carrying that banner because I think that's there's some truth to that. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Although I quite enjoy the movies. Um, yeah. But but not all of them, and and they're not all, you know. There's some I'll never, for sure, never watch again. I'll never watch. I won't even watch Endgame again. It's three hours long. I'll never watch it again. I won't. I promise to never watch it again. Okay. Um, not even on a plane ride somewhere. If you're on a plane going somewhere, three-hour flight. Well. We'll see. There's lots of movies in the world. And usually on a flight is where you uh, can look. in The Air Canada flights, too, You get let you choose Canadian cinema. Oh, there you go. Where you can click on that and go, okay. like, what have I missed? There you go. What's cool. going on? So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I hope that, I mean, for me, Star Wars, uh, it, it, like, I was okay with it coming out every year. I didn't mind it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I we both kind of choose to enjoy this stuff rather mm-hmm. than get down on it. We're not so negative as, as other fans are. Um, but, and I do, I do, although I'll be fair, I have not watched, I have not rewatched Solo. Oh, I have. I have not rewatched that since the, the initial, um, the initial time we watched it in the theater. I've only <laughs> seen it once and I don't know why I have not just not gotten around to watching it again. I just haven't had a chance or thought about it. Other things are coming up. There's lots of stuff to watch right now. It's really like, we're just kind of an embarrassment of riches as far as content goes. So yeah, I have not done it even not even on star wars day not even on may the 4th which was last saturday well now i usually every summer i would watch the then six existing star wars films in a row because that in summer is the perfect time to do that yeah. um and now it's uh harder to do with uh well with now you have to break it up right so you do yeah. three and three and three you could do that that's what you can do but now we yeah. have the two extra um you spend a day watching the anthology films and do the ewoks films count as anthology films no they don't <laughs> <laughs> come on. They don't. No, nah. Battle for Endor. Come on. Nah, they don't count for. They don't count for much. <laughs> anyway, little, so, ba- little baby in a smock, or uh, whatever that is. I don't know. I don't know. There's something weird going on there. I, I still enjoy these films. I'm very much looking forward to this last one. 
I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's a good idea that they're pulling back, and it's going to make it more desirable for us to watch. And in the meantime, there's still, you're right, there's still going to be plenty of content on Disney+. Plus. There's The Mandalorian. There's uh, whatever the... the Diego Luna series is with um, what's his face from from Rogue One. So we are going to still Cassie have, and Andor. Yeah, Cassie and Andor. So you, we're still going to see a lot of content, even though they're not going to be in the movies. And I think that's fine. I think that's fine too. And I don't think um, there's anything wrong with looking at um, the new era of Star Wars with a critical eye, which I think uh, sure. every every fan should do. Like uh, one of the things that bugs me uh, online are the fans who are just. Uh, you know, it must all be good or must all be crap, basically, and those two sides going at it all the time. And I think there's a there's a nice middle ground where there's elements that you like and there's things that you don't like. Like, well, like for me, the, the thing that I keep coming back to is this sort of reduction in time for R2-D2 in the new uh, era of right. films where he was our hero. He was like the guy. He was the He was the one that got things done when no one else could get things done. And in the modern trilogy, there hasn't really been a lot of room for him. He's and kind I, know, of been I would argue that BB-8 has not taken his place. No, no, not really. Not in the way that R2-D2 used to save the day. BB-8 is not saving the day. No, no. Right? And I, what I always said is BB-8 looks like a bomb. So maybe in the last episode, he just rolls oh, in no. and kaboom, and that's it. No. And we're like, he did save the day. Where'd he go? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> but but uh, but there's a, there's some things like that. I think it's okay to point that out. Yeah. Go like, doesn't mean you hate Star Wars. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. But it but you can take a step back and look at it and go, all right. If 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 I were to have made this these films, what would I have done that they didn't do, and what wouldn't I have done that they did do? And 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 either. And I think if you look at it that way, there's things that I think I wouldn't have done that they did that they got right, and there's uh, vice versa. So yes. it's kind of fun. I, I sort of I sort of like that. I like taking a step back, and that's for me just part of fandom. I'm going over to that stove and get me some more soup. Whatever you do. You stay right where you are. So we did celebrate Star Wars Day last Saturday. May the 4th be with you. Yes. Also coincided with uh, Free Comic Book Day, which was kind of cool. So it was a good day for nerddom out there. (laughs) Did you do anything special for for Star Wars Day? Uh, No, I just tweeted that Yoda picture that my students made. Oh, of you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. They they made that because they hate me, as I I know which one student made that. That's right. That's right. Let's not name her on this podcast. No. They, but uh, they hate me, so they do things like that sometimes. They Photoshop my face onto Star Wars characters. That's your con- in my phone, that's the yeah. contact picture of you now. Ah! <laughs> I put that as your picture. When you, when you text me, I see your phone. Fo- I went all in on it on the weekend. <laughs> I was like, if you're ever going to do it. And, and it was also good that Star Wars Day was on a Saturday. That was kind of nice. Yes, that was good. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I'm, I kind of think it's an arbitrary. It's kind of like the uh, the Valentine's Day of Star Wars fandom because it's not really doesn't nah. mean anything other than the pun may the fourth be with you right um, and so it doesn't really hold any meaning to me more important day in my opinion is the uh, is May twenty fifth which is the actual anniversary of the release of Star Wars and that's coming up in a couple of weeks and it's going to be the forty second anniversary of Star Wars it, w- it was June in uh, Canada in Winnipeg right. anyway yes yeah, of yeah. course. Um, the others, another similar date. Actually, I'm going to look this up one second. Hold on. Oh, coming up very soon. Okay, so this is May 19th, which is coming up next week. Is the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Oh, that's crazy. 20 years ago. Can you believe that? I can't. Yeah. I still remember very, very clearly going to the theater and watching that. Seems like just yesterday I was skipping work. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, booked it, I booked it off. I worked at Blockbuster Video at the time in Edmonton, and I booked it off. We've told our Phantom Menace stories Ask for podcast. forgiveness, not permission. Right. That's what I say. 
Show um, up late for work and go, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of my first experience of like going to see a movie multiple times. There were people who would just go to the movie over and over and over again in the theaters. And, yeah. and I was I went to see it at the West Edmonton Mall in one of the screenings. And there were people there who just like were hanging out in the food court between screenings and then going back in dressed like Obi-Wan Kenobi and stuff like that. So 20th anniversary, are they doing anything special for this at all? Or do you know if they're going to I don't know. release but, a special edition? See, I was one of those people who subscribed to Star Wars Insider magazine, so I got a free pass to go see the the preview screen. You went to, you went to that with Pablo, didn't That's you? That's right, and Pablo was on my bus. It was not organized that way, but uh, Pablo Hidalgo himself from the Star Wars Story Group was on the bus, and uh, there was a, some guy who was quizzing us, I remember, on the way home, and uh, and he was like, Maybe on the drunk side, let's just say. <laughs> and uh, like that's what you get on the buses here in Winnipeg and maybe elsewhere. To a Star Wars screening? And oh, come on. He, no, no. He was like, he was not part. He, he, oh, it was just on the bus. Yeah, okay. I was on the bus on the way home. Oh, I, I get it. I and get Pablo it. On the, and I happen on the to, public bus. Yes. So we happen to be on the same bus. And this guy's on there and he's like, well, how's the movie? Uh, does Luke die? Like he was like that guy. And he's like drunk and asking questions. And I said, uh, I said, uh, what are you, Mr. Curious? I said to him uh, as a joke, and he goes, "Better than being Mister Bi Curious, am I right, people?" And he was like, "Shows <laughs> it to the yeah." He showed, I still remember that. Showed it to the bus, and I looked at Pablo, and he looked at me, and that's when he decided to move the hell out of Winnipeg <laughs> right. and go to <laughs> San Francisco. Francisco. Never oh, saw him again <laughs> until last year. But yeah, I, I I remember that very clearly, and I also remember um, saying to Pablo, "I don't know, I don't know how I feel about." That. About that movie, yeah, that was my first indicate, my first sense of like this film isn't as good as the other ones. And I remember Pablo was like, "I love it. I just love Star Wars." Yeah, and, and that's and yeah. again, I'm, I'm so happy that someone like that is working for Star Wars. Yeah, uh, because he has a super like huge yeah. passion for it, and he does. There, I don't, I don't think again, I don't, you know, obviously they want to make money with these, but they're not going to make money if they keep making crappy movies, mm-hmm. right? And I think that was kind of. Like if if the trend that started with the Phantom Menace and continued through that prequel trilogy had continued, then we wouldn't. I don't think Star Wars would be where it was. So it's a really good thing that they took that break between that trilogy and this new one. Yeah. Obviously, they were never going to do anymore, right? They 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 said that wasn't going to happen anymore until Disney bought the company. But taking a break is a good thing. Yeah. And and uh, refocusing and ensuring the quality is high, like you know, like you said, those those Marvel films, they're all. I would say they're all good. None of them are bad. They're they're except for the Incredible Hulk. Well, let me think for a second. I really didn't like the first Ant Man. There's some like like I expect I, I like the second one just fine, but um, but is there is there a bad Star Wars movie? Yes. Yeah, but in Avengers, it is a more consistent level of blandness. I will say. Oh, well, you want to play it safe, right? Right. It's so, a, that's right. That's what I mean by that. It's a play it safe. Those are movies that play it safe more often than not. Though I, I think um, maybe some of the ones that stand out in my mind are the ones that didn't, like uh, Thor Ragnarok and uh, the first Iron Man movie, and that kind of went further afield than the others. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, and Guardians of the Galaxy is another yes, example. Yes, I like that movie very, very much. The uh, part one I thought was really good. I like part two. But uh, overall, it's uh. It's consistent, but you're right. Play playing it safe. So is that? Do you think that's what they're doing with Star Wars? Are they playing? No, it safe? no, they're not. As Last Jedi proved. Yes. The reason why do you think everybody lost their shit? <laughs> and and part part of it is because of that. Because the film going nerd audience has been taught by Marvel to accept a certain level of bland entertainment, and we won't let you down. We will deliver that bland entertainment. That sounds mean, but I don't mean it that way. Right. 
but it, but we'll uh, a reliable. Let's call it that instead of bland. A reliable kind of entertainment where we're not going to ask you to go too far in either direction here, and you will enjoy it to a certain extent. And then uh, another one will, and then we'll give you a trailer in the credits, and then you will <laughs> come back and see the next one. And it's been very successful. But I think Last Jedi, uh, Ryan Johnson made it clear that he wanted to defy expectations yeah. and even in the trailer. Yeah, and he did Luke that. Luke said this isn't going to go the way you think it will and it didn't. Yeah. And as a result, um it created conflict online and and sort of the perception that the Star Wars the new Star Wars um era isn't is good. It, I think it's that simple. It isn't good? It well I think there's a general after the last movie, after the last Jedi and then and then the perceived um sort of failure of solo. I don't think solo was that much of a failure. I, I, mean, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think yeah. and this article I was talking about, I was But the reading, perception is that it was. Yeah, yeah, cuz it didn't do as well in the box office, but it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it was it was, you know, maybe you know, people blame it on the release date. It was too soon after the last one. It also had to go up against Infinity War, which was in theaters at the same time. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of factors there, but I thought it was good. It's it's up there. It's it's a it's a solid movie for me. It it is like the for me it's like the maybe it was a bit safe uh, solo like that that one may have played it a bit safe. Um, uh, yes and no. I thought there was lots of funny like there's a shower scene for instance and things like that that you just would never expect to yeah. see in a Star Wars movie and it was fun. Yeah, I thought I, overall I found it to be a delight and the references to other um, Star Wars canon was great. Like I don't know, I still get a kick out of that film. I have to watch it again. I really should. But I think a lot of I don't know, like it's so I think I think the perception of Star Wars is that the fandom's divided now. Oh, it is for sure, and, and I, it's so interesting to me because when twenty years ago when the Phantom Menace came out, it wasn't. It didn't feel divided at all. No. Even though a lot of us didn't like that movie, we were confused by <laughs> it. It took us fifteen <laughs> viewings to kind of go, all right. It took me three viewings, but okay. But yeah, I certainly walked out of that movie going, "That was awesome," and then and then had to come back to it later on and realize that it wasn't. But but this, even the effects were a big a leap forward. And now they look and, dated. Yes, that's right. But at the time, it was like, "Wow, what's going on here?" Like the pod race and like all of that stuff. It was it was um like and people were just like hanging on every like this is important. It's a Star Wars movie. You got to pay attention to this. Yeah, thing. and the merchandising, the marketing was like we'd never seen that before around yeah. Star Wars. The marketing juggernaut that came from that. And, um, you know, I remember, okay, so I want to talk about some positives. I always harp on, on The Phantom Menace, but in, in the light of its, you know, celebrating its 20th anniversary, let's talk about some, some of our favorite moments from The Phantom Menace that maybe we haven't talked about before. Well, the, the lightsaber battle is the, one of the best ones. It, it is, absolutely the if best. not the best I one. think it is the yeah. best lightsaber battle we've ever seen in a Star Wars film. That, that is, and the music is incredible. Oh, fan- the, the John Williams, you can't go wrong. Like the whole scene of uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon um, uh, against uh, Darth yeah. Maul is amazing. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson was really good. Like, I'll, I'll give him as much. He, he did the best he could. I think him and Ewan McGregor were both struggling to kind of get around the green screen thing that they had to work with because that was also pretty new at the time. These days, every time you see a behind-the-scenes shot of those Avengers movies, it's all green screen. They're all shot like that now. But yeah. back then, it was very unusual to shoot almost an entire movie on green screen like yeah. that. Um, but the the uh, um, I was always kind of disappointed that we never saw more of Qui-Gon and anything else. Um, I think we will. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, if our I, ghosts prediction comes to the pass. other thing I really enjoyed about it, I remember the first thing that blew me away about that film as I was watching it is the seeing the Jedi, seeing Obi Wan and Qui Gon 
like zip around super fast and yeah. jump super like like how, like and, and people later criticize it saying what the Jedi are superheroes now and I'm like yes they are that's exactly what the Force allows them to do they can do incredible things and that's always what George Lucas had in mind for them he wasn't able to uh, convey that you with the special effects he had in the 80s when he made the original films. But, uh, yeah, I really loved seeing the Jedi able to do that kind of stuff. That was so cool. And then out of that came the Force push and, and moving things around and the, the ease at which that came. I mean, what took Luke, Luke forever, remember when Luke's trying to lift mm-hmm. up the, the X-Wing and he can't do it, and then Yoda's just like, boom, pff, up, no problem. That's, that's what that is. You know, it was very, very cool. So yeah. that's another part of that film I enjoy. I like the pod race. I think it's fun. Yeah, I like the pod race, too. It's, it's a fun. Although it always... Once again, I always wished that it were Anakin couldn't control the Force and it would help. And times it would help him, times it would work against him. But a lot of his victory in that is like, whoops, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. What's going on? And you could they... make the argument that the Force did all that, but it was positioned as uh, he was like Jar Jar Binks, Anakin, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Like, and even when he like crash lands on the thing and he's like, whoop, didn't want to do that. That sucks. Yeah. And there's a lot of that going on where I think they could have uh, take the, taken the opportunity to make it a bit darker. One thing that J.J. did really well with The Force Awakens is he, he – I mean, I don't know if this is him or maybe the sound designers, but they created that sound that comes with using the Force. That it's like this – it's hard to explain what it is, but it's just like this hum or something. You feel it. And that when whenever like in the scene where Ray is like controlling um, Daniel Craig's stormtrooper character with with you know Jedi mind trick, mm-hmm. you feel it, and that's something that that it conveys the use of the Force really really well. So something along those lines would have been good to show that he was using the Force, yeah, because it really doesn't look like he's using the Force in that in that scene. No, and I don't think he's supposed to be. I you don't. don't think so? No, I don't oh. think so. I, think- I I thought it was that that's the only reason he can he can pilot a pod is because he can use the force well they basically it's... say we did the blood test remember we did the blood test and look at these midi-chlorians can you believe it there's so it, it, the, the the suggestion is that it's a genetic he genetically he's the remember they say he's the only human who can um who can pilot a pod because he's got the use of the force uh because his midi-chlorian counts as high i don't believe <laughs> there's any sense that he can use the force at that point oh i think it is. i think there is it just means is the blood test been done already at that point? Yes, or is that but after? that, but the okay. With so the ladies' shit, we gonna get to the midi chlorians. We're talking about the positive, the positives of this movie, not the negatives. The midi All I remember is Qui Gon takes out a ladies' chick. Yeah, and he talks no, into Obi Wan does. No, oh, Qui Gon right, does. Yeah, Qui-Gon and does. he talks into yeah. the ladies' chick, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens next? I don't know. What is? Uh, how does he take the blood anyway? I don't even know. Is there like a needle on that thing? Or well, isn't there? A, I can't remember now. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to watch it again yeah. this summer, yeah, and then you'll remind us. How but I, I think that um, I think what the idea is that the midichlorians are just an indicator of the force, <laughs> not the cause of the force. That is the argument that they put forward, or that that's the justification of it. It's like midichlorians are like you have high midichlorians means that you're a, a strong force user. That oh, what, doesn't cause you to be a force. What I remember is that was one of the first things that created Star Wars fandom to lose their mind. Yeah, there was Online. a bit of that. <laughs> Online. In, the, in the very yeah, early yeah. days of the internet. That, that truly did divide people. Although I, I don't know if it divided people as we all were pretty universal in our hatred of we don't need to explain this, right? Like you don't need to explain this mysterious force. It just happens and we all accepted that in the first trilogy. So let's just continue that. You know what I mean? So there was that as well okay we're focusing on the positive here positives uh, anything else um let me think for a second 
I like the Jedi Council. I like the people on the Jedi Council. Yeah. I like that whole thing. The, the the thing that weighs down that stuff is a lot of talking. <laughs> can't, can't. No. Okay, I think we should end it. No, no, no. <laughs> end this we, can't, we can't get no, it. No, there's still, there's still, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like the there's backdrop, a lot of talking, yes. There's a backdrop. There's the great music. And by the way, the music is something that I noticed in Avengers as not being as good. You're right. Absolutely right. As, yeah. As like, no. like I, I heard some people going, that Avengers theme is now iconic. And I was like, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it's as... Sure, we now recognize it as a musical logo that goes with those films. But, I mean, in comparison to anything John Williams has done, it, it's, it's, it does not have the depth. And it took, like, 20, 10 years of films to do that. Like, right. however many movies we had with that Avengers theme. And, by the way, that's just the main theme right. of it. There's a different theme playing during the big battle, and you don't recognize that music. They changed it up too much. And, we're, meanwhile, John Williams is able to kind of tie his stuff all together really, really well. Like, anybody could do, okay, Star Wars theme, Superman theme, Close Encounters theme. Like, everybody knows those songs or those themes by John Williams. But you could go up to anyone and go, what's Ant-Man's theme? Like, nobody would know. Nobody knows. No. Um, and also the sound design is excellent. The sound design really blew me away, although I know we can't hear sound in space. That's something that we just, you know. But when you hear the, like, the, the sound of the pods and even the, the, uh, the like, clearly it's, uh, it's like George Lucas's love of hot rods kind of coming through. Oh, yeah. They all kind of sound like old hot rods. But it's cool. It's a cool sound. You know, I I, yeah. I always enjoyed that part of the film for sure. And I always remember the biggest laugh in the film was the Tuscan Raider taking pot shots at the yeah. uh, at the pods at the pods. Yeah. But I think it was also people were starving for anything familiar that harked back to the original yeah, trilogy. They were sure. hungry for it. Yeah, it was so weird. It was pretty subversive for them to do that movie the way they did. Ironically. Even though the first third of the film takes place on Tatooine, which is where we are introduced to this whole thing in the first movie, um, it did not feel like Tatooine. I thought Jakku felt more like Tatooine than, than it did yeah. in in, uh, in the Phantom Menace because in many ways it was like a reboot. Yeah, that of, was uh, of a New Hope. So so yeah, so I think that was intentional. I believe it was. So let's all watch the Phantom Menace on May nineteenth. Oh boy. <laughs> To do it, I'm, I will. I'll, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll tweet it. Once I'll, I start, I can't stop watching Star Wars movies. Well, that's the oh, thing. is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Once I'm in, I'm in. That's the thing. I try to hold off. So until... that's the gateway drug, and then you're like, you just keep watching. Pretty much. Really? Well, because you're you kind of get in the zone. Like one year, I made a list of actually the good, the bad, and the ugly. I remember. I think I wrote a blog post about it, where I went through all at the time. I think it was just six movies at the time, mm-hmm. and I made a like I categorized it. What's good about each movie? What's what's what sucks and the ugly like the what's the absolute shittiest of crap in the in uh, in every Star Wars movie and like not and every Star Wars movie has something in it where you're like I don't know about this like it's got something mm-hmm. so even uh, even like the classics like A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back you can point to certain things that oh I don't know about this or I don't know about that so I watched them all the way through and then I wrote a blog post about. What's 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 great and what sucks. So as I say, it's part of being a fan is to like yeah. know it inside and out. And I actually wrote uh, at the same time I wrote an article for the Winnipeg Free Press on the bloopers and uh, things that go wrong in the Star Wars uh, series. And I submitted it. Uh, and I still remember like the entertainment editor at the time was like, ah, I don't think this is like of interest to a, a big general audience. That's what he <laughs> said. And I was like, okay. So I just published it on my blog, I think at the time, That's funny. but he didn't, uh, he took a pass on it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Uh, there was just, you know, cinema sins, the, uh, they do the, uh, movie sins countdown yeah. on YouTube and they just recently released an episode, everything wrong with episode, uh, 
uh, Star Wars: A New Hope, uh, Episode mm-hmm. Four, and with a guest voice of Kevin Smith. So going through ah. all the things that are wrong with it, it's fun. It's for comedy, right? It's it, it's it's really really funny. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to take take a look at it with a critical eye. Uh, I will watch it. I will watch it on the nineteenth. I don't even know what day of the week that is. That's ten days from now. It's a Sunday, Sunday the nineteenth. Yeah. I will watch the Phantom Menace. It's a nice Sunday afternoon, and uh, I'll live tweet during the uh, during the uh, viewing to uh, let people know what I think. And so that sounds like fun. You can follow me at what Dan. time will you start? Uh, let me think here. Probably uh, two ish. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I gotta. I work until noon. <laughs> Just trying to work out my schedule. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll tweet anyway. Follow me at Dan Vadabonker or follow the at Nerds underscore podcast. Twitter account, and I'll have more information there. But I'm going to do that um, on the 20th anniversary of, of The Phantom Menace. Cool. I think it's worth revisiting. I have a bad feeling about this. I don't sense anything. We were also mentioned the new movies, and what do you think? Are those uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Are those uh, the Game of Thrones guys' trilogy? Or are those alternating Who knows? Trilogies? No, there's no way of knowing. Alternating, no. I think they're going to focus on one at a time every two years. And so it's going to be – which one did they announce first? Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. So it's going to be Ryan Johnson's. And did you notice this week Ryan Johnson tweeted a picture of Pablo Hidalgo as Thanos? <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> no. Okay, I won't spoil it. <laughs> Go back and have a look. Okay, it's, pre- pretty it's pretty funny. sweet. That's but good. that when I saw that, I was like, they're working on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had they it, had Pablo reason. just wiped out a bunch of his stuff with a, probably a single comment of – does does he say what it is? Uh, then uh, – uh, Pablo retweeted it, and all I'll say is he said, I run things in this town, I think. Which, <laughs> which by the way, I, th- I believe that was the Henry Armstrong uh, tagline in Winnipeg. That's right, so yes. I think, yeah, yeah. That's a callback. Deep, yeah, deep cut from Pablo. Excellent. Um, Peter Mayhew passed away last week, and I don't I, wouldn't, I don't want to say it was a surprise. Uh, he was, you know, 72, which yeah. is, you know, that's not. Um, He's a tall man. Yeah, Big man, we, we yeah. knew he was having health problems. Obviously, he did. He was able to reprise the role in The Force Awakens for certain mm-hmm. shots. But then after that, they turned it over to the new guy, and he's been playing Chewbacca ever since. And so, yeah, it, it's really tough. It was, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people remembering him. A number of people, he came here for a Comic-Con a number of years ago. Did you yeah, meet him? Yeah, I did. I met yeah. him. I got him to sign my – I tweeted it, I tweeted out a picture, but it's uh, – the Ralph McQuarrie concept Chewy. Oh yeah, that doesn't really look like Chewy. Well, I the got one him to that, sign they, based that on, they based the character in uh, Rebels right. on that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I got him to sign that, and I tweeted out a picture of that. But um, he was one of those guys when I was a kid. Um, they had uh, and they had the cards that you could buy the tops cards, and uh, and so I was like, oh my god, there's a guy like in the Chewy costume. Oh my god, this is crazy. So when I actually met him at uh, Comic Con, it was one of those ones where I was like, I was too shy to really like, say too much. Right. I said hello to him or something, and he signed the thing. But it was like, uh, like I, I, it was one of those where I just looked, seen so many photos of him as a kid in the role that it was like, I was a bit overwhelmed to to say anything to the guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, But, yeah. but uh, yeah. And he's and once again, gentle giant is what everybody calls many, him. But, but many people said he was a very, very nice person and great. Just embraced the fandom and, yeah. and uh, you know, loved doing it. And, and I don't think, uh, you know, we've heard it talk about some of the people involved in the costume aspect. Cause I mean, he was, his face isn't in the movie, right? So we don't see him as himself, but people like he seemed to have, more personality than even like for example Boba Fett or anybody else who doesn't have a lot of lines who kind of just sits there and is is 
Well, so somebody tweeted, it might have been Mark Hamill, said his eyes appeared in every film. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And he always had the black makeup around his eyes right. to kind of hide it. But yeah, you're right. It was They were his real eyes. And he made the noises. He did mm-hmm. do the, the Wookiee roar, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he was Chewbacca in, in every every part of the... Well, Harrison Ford issued that very nice statement. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh, no. it was, it's worth looking up. Uh, I'm, I'm not paraphrasing it won't do it justice, but it was like very heartfelt, very nice remembrance of uh, of Peter, Peter Mayhew by Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford isn't a guy who uh, who uh, tweets out. He doesn't tweet at all, as a matter of fact, but he's not somebody who you associate with mawkish sentiment. Mm. But uh, but uh, he, he clearly felt... Uh, uh, move very moved by his friendship with Peter Mayhew. Right. Yeah, I think that was something that uh, they spend a lot of time on screen together in in yeah. all those films. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry to see him go. And uh, yeah, and uh, after Carrie Fisher, and we're sort of uh, there was a, I saw a photo of you know a picture of the original cast, and they showed the passed away people were blacked were blacked out were were black and white. Uh, uh, so they had you know Carrie Fisher um, um, who played R two D two again, Kenny Baker, Kenny Baker, and Peter Mayhew. And, uh, and I think it was just Luke and Han were the only two in color in that in that photo. So, ah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, it's it you know part of life. Yeah, but uh, but also you know it's always seems like a shock when it's like your childhood heroes, like that's that's it's crazy. Yeah, lately I've been looking up like uh, famous film stars uh, and when they passed away and stuff, and someone like Gene Kelly, who uh, we were alive when Gene Kelly was alive, and it's hard to believe that now. <laughs> Like well, when you look he, at singing in the rain, you're yeah, like, yeah, but you didn't hear anything about him later in his life. There were a lot of famous well, he, people. Yeah, he start. He was in Xanadu with Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> like, like there's things like that that where you kind of you don't uh, you don't quite understand time and space when you're a kid. <laughs> then as you get older, you're like, oh shit, how old were they when they were in this movie? And what was that like? Yeah. Every once in a while, uh, when I want to feel depressed, I look at when rock and roll stars released albums, how old they were, and you just, <laughs> wow. It's like David Bowie was 20 when he released this. Or yeah. you're like, oh my God. Like as you get older, you start to appreciate those milestones more. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Anything else you want to add before we... No, well, one of these days we're going to have her talk about uh, who's Skywalker and the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, we got we'll lots do of time. that soon. Yeah, we got lots of time to talk about that. Um, There's lots of suspects. <laughs> the usual. That's the problem. That's the right. usual suspects? No. The unusual suspects. Yeah, very unusual. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. Now I am the master. I'm taking an awful risk, man. This is a better word. Where did you dig up that old fossil? That's no moon. Now I am the master.